Today you're listening to a replay of a live broadcast of the Living While Leading podcast, where I discuss how women leaders can leverage insight and self-reflection for personal growth with my guest Stacy Scott, a global IT executive at a multi-billion dollar software company. Stay tuned and discover how she unlocked her success and accelerated her professional growth, and how you can too. You're listening to Living While Leading with your host, Sharon Ehrlich, where I help women IT executives gain more control over their careers and carve out time to care for themselves and family. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the live broadcast of the Living While Leading podcast. My name is Sharon Ehrlich, and I'm an executive coach, and I help women IT executives gain more control over their careers and carve out time to care for themselves and family. I'm also a public speaker and a podcast host. Today, I would like to welcome a special guest. We have with us today, Stacey Scott, and she and I are going to be talking about how you can leverage insight and self-reflection for professional growth. But before we get started, Stacy, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast, Sharon. So hi, everyone. I'm Stacy Scott. I'm a strategic alliances leader at a multi-billion dollar global software company. Been with the company over 20 years, leading business development and go-to-market in my current role for their largest strategic alliance partner. I've held many different roles across the organization. I've career hopped a bit, which I'll talk about as well. In the organization, I've held roles in customer success, sales enablement, from individual contributor all the way to people leader. Thank you, Stacy. Well, we're going to jump right into it, and I'm going to start by asking you a question. And that is, in what ways has introspection contributed to your personal and professional development as a leader? Great question, Sharon. Um, I feel like as I've gotten more mature in my career, introspection is something I value the most. Early in my career, I spent a lot of time with mentors, really trying to understand where I wanted to go in my career. But I've noticed that in the where I am in my career right now, really understanding what stage of life I'm in, really understanding what I need and what I want has brought me to the right career decisions at the end of the day. It brings also a self-confidence, which is hugely important when you're making different decisions. You'll never know if it's going to be right or wrong, but if you have that confidence that you're making the right decision for the right phase that you're in, it really does bring you a sense of relief as you move from one, one area in your career to another. I couldn't agree with you more, but sometimes it's very difficult to make that space, right, to actually take the time to be introspective and to really be intentional about it, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really does take time and really just takes you sitting with yourself to figure out what you want and what you need at this time in your life. And it's there are times where seeking external perspectives are the right things to do. And then there are other times where you really have to sit with yourself and look at where you are in your career, look at where you are in your role and where you are in your life and then say, okay, Am I content with where I am? Am I happy with where I am? What types of changes would I like to see? How do I want to feel at the end of the day? You know, those are some of the questions that, you know, which we'll get into that you can really ask yourself to really look inwards a lot more. 
And I think you made a really important point, Stacy, because this is something that comes up a lot with the women that I coach. You said where I am now at this stage in my life, in my career, because the decisions that we made 10 years ago or even five years ago may not suit us for where we are in this moment in time in our life. So that context is really important, isn't it? It's very important. And I can even give you a personal example. When I think of earlier in my career, I, I mentioned earlier in my introduction, a, a bit of a career hopper. I started out my career as an, as an educator, as a teacher in the public school system for, for several years. And I honestly thought that's, that's where I would be um, today. And that was over 25 years ago. But I remember um, early days in, as an educator, I started to not love it as much as I thought I would. And it wasn't the educating part I didn't love. It was all of the things that, that, that were around it. So sometimes it's not the role that you're having an issue with. It's the environment. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, this is where I started thinking, okay, am I really happy with where I am? And then I started to search. You know, earlier in my career, I would seek out those external voices and, you know, talking to different people and really understanding how do you make that career change. And for me, as, a, as an educator, you know, I just spend this time getting this bachelor's degree in education. So I figured that's where I would be forever. But one of the things I was never afraid to do was really look and say, OK, I, I thought I would be happy with this, but it turns out I'm not. And that's mm -hmm. where that introspection really comes in. And I made a total career change that even I surprised myself um, going into the software industry or education. Um, it's something drastically different, but it really did come from introspection and saying, you know what, That's, this is not where I want to be right now. I don't know where I want to be, but I'm willing to take the time to figure it out. Well, I can tell you, I, I have a similar situation, but mine was driven by relocation. And so, you know, I had you know, by necessity, I had to reinvent myself just because I could not continue in my career that I had when I was in the U.S. And then I ended up in Europe and I had to re really figure out what it is I wanted to do in this new environment with all of the, you know, things that were playing into that, you know, another language, another culture. And I ended up in IT as well. And like you, I also switch jobs quite, quite often. Well, let me go into my, my second question. What are some of the key questions you regularly ask yourself to stay aligned with your personal and professional goals? Uh, great question. I think that stage in life, again, you really almost have to define that for yourself. Are you trying to grow in a particular area? You know, the, that's some of the questions I ask myself, because am I trying to grow out of where I am? Am I trying to grow within where I am? You know, have I outgrown this particular role, this particular company, this particular environment? R really trying to get to the nitty gritty of where I'm satisfied with what I'm with what I am doing and where I'm at and where I'm dissatisfied stage of life, because your career, you know, everyone talks about work life balance. Um, it's that is something that truly hits home. I think when you are married, when you have children, you have your career, there's a lot there. So you really have to, or at least I take the time to look at my life holistically. You know, those questions are not just career focused questions. You want to make sure that you're asking questions around where you are in life in general. And if the decisions that you make align with where you want to be in life now, 
and where you want to be five years from now, 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. And then what, one of the other things I always ask myself, you know, I think we all, we all kind of do it, the, the, the should do's. Am I getting trapped in the, in the should do's? I should be doing this or I should be doing that. I, I try to really think if I'm dissatisfied with something because of the should do's. Am I hearing voices that are telling me that I should be doing something else? But I kind of like what I'm doing. You know, the, the, the should do's can sometimes have you make decisions that may not be right for you right now, because many times the should do's, they, they come from external voices. They come from other people or, or you comparing yourself to other people. And now you get into you're you're trapped in the I should be here or I should be there. So I try to ask myself to make sure that the voice I'm hearing is my own voice. And that the decisions that I'm making are, I'm looking at my life, not just in these silos, but as a holistic view of my life. Well, they, you know, they preach, girl, because there's a lot of really important stuff that you said in there. One thing I'd like to add to that is this whole notion of whether or not you're running towards something or running away from something. Because I think that this has a really tremendous impact on the way that you're making your decisions. Running away from something is, you know, somehow tinged with a bit of, you know, it'd be, you know, fear, desperation. And, and sometimes there are a lot of strong emotions around running away from something and making decisions in that sort of way. And sometimes we don't necessarily make the best decisions for ourselves. And so, you know, I always like to ask that question when people are, are, are coming to me, clients and saying, you know, I really have to get out of this. And I really want to understand what is the underlying cause for it, right? Is it about where you see yourself or you're trying to escape from something, because I think this context is really very, very important. And there's something else you said, Stacey, about having a holistic approach to this decision-making process. You know, many of us, we not only have children, but we have elderly parents that we're also responsible for as well. And so those decisions are very complex and actually incredibly nuanced as well, right? Because for each individual, that situation is so incredibly different, isn't it? It, it is very different. And this is why that holistic view of your life is important. You know, for me, I, I do have an elderly parent, but I also have kids getting ready to go to college. You know, so you want to think about, I almost think of it as like a second life. You know, when my children were younger, that was one stage. So the decisions yeah. that you make, you know, they're, they're a little bit different. So now children going to college, the decisions that you make there, you know, it, it, it opens up the world for you in a different way. But now what do I want to do with that? Where do I want to take this, this, this next journey? So the stage in life is, is, is super important. But you also brought up a really, uh, a really other great point, Sharon. It's about whether you, you know, you're, what are, are you running away from something? Um, that's another question that I ask. And I think earlier in my career, I looked at running away from something differently. Running away, you know, you want to stick it out. You know, if something isn't going well, you want to try to figure out how to make it work and stick it out and you you contort and you change and you try to figure it out. But in this stage in my career, running away isn't always a bad thing. And sometimes that is part of the introspection. Mm -hmm. Is this environment not the right environment for me? Is it worth my energy and time to try to make it work? And what am I trying to make it work for? 
is yeah. it really working for me? And that's where that introspection again comes in. You need to ask yourself those questions because sometimes things that appear as bad things, if you're doing them consciously, then it's not a bad thing. Well, you know, I, I think what's tied to that is being strategic, right? Because it's one thing of, you know, finding yourself in an unpleasant or unproductive situation that's not nurturing, you're not growing in it and recognizing that and strategizing how you're going to remove yourself from it, as opposed to just saying, I'm fed up and I'm walking out the door. Those are two very yes. different things, aren't very. they? Yeah. They are very, very different things. A lot of this is about conscious thought. And you know, you hear a lot of people say these days about protecting your peace. It's super important. Your peace of mind, how you actually feel in that situation. It's also part of that holistic view, honestly. What have been some of the surprising insights that you've gained about yourself through in introspection and how have they impacted your career? I would say surprising insights. You know, I go back to the should do's again. You know, one of the surprising insights that I gained is the fact that should do's are, they're very limiting. When you're limiting yourself, then sometimes, you know, you, it's not an external force. You know, you, you really have to look, are you standing in your own way at the end of the day? I think that's some of the, the surprising insights. Um, mm -hmm. Other surprising insights is more around mentorship. So mm -hmm. I think part of the way I think now about my career was also grown from a lot of the mentors that, that I had. You know, mm -hmm. I always tried to seek mentors that were totally different than, than I am. And mm -hmm. that also helps with those surprising insights, because really understanding how someone else thinks about that yeah. same situation, yeah. it gives you that aha moment where you, where you start to think, oh, OK, I put this restriction on myself. I was the one standing in my way because that particular belief, it's not universal. It isn't held by everyone. Yeah. So the, like those are some of the surprising insights that really kind of propelled me into a different direction than what I would have just thought of on my own. I have a, a personal one to add to that. And that is, I didn't recognize that I was miserable in a situation. My husband actually said something to me. He said, do you realize how your mood changes when you open your laptop and when your day starts? So this, of course, he, he got insight into it because it was during the pandemic. And so he saw me at home. Most of the time he's not around. And it just really gave me such food for thought because I was then viewing my situation through someone else's eyes who knew absolutely nothing about what was going on on a daily day basis. But it just gave me pause and, and really gave me an opportunity to think about, okay, so so what am I projecting when I'm starting my work day? And then what does that say about me uh -huh. in the context of what it is that I'm doing? And sometimes this kind of information comes to you from places and from people you don't even expect it to come from. So I think that this is incredibly important and that we have to really keep our eyes and our ears open for that. The other thing I would add to that, Stacey, is the, the whole notion of seeking out information as well. And sometimes we don't want to do it because we just don't want to hear from people. But this is, is quite important. Do you have any examples you can share with us on how you were a bit hesitant, but that you actually went to whomever to, to ask them for some feedback just to help you get a little bit more insight into your situation? Um, sure. I have a really great example. About three or four years ago, 
I knew I wanted a role change and I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do next. So I started thinking about, okay, I know it's not exactly what I'm doing now, but there are a lot of transferable skills that I felt like I had that would be suitable in another role. But I, it, I just couldn't wrap my mind around what could that role be. There ended up being a mentorship program that we were starting at the company, and it allowed us to have a mentor that was at the sea, the sea level. And the person that I was paired with, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, totally different. So black female, me, white, white male, this person. He has been at the sea level within many different organizations. So I thought, okay, well, he is probably way, way above the level of advice that I'm looking for because I'm thinking immediate term. What can I really do next? Mm-hmm. And I remember being hesitant in our first meeting. But by the end, I was so glad um, that I had that conversation because the, one of the things he said to me is that he was our CEO at the time. He, he said when he interviewed for the role, he told the person interviewing him that his goal was to be the CEO. And then I thought to myself, wow, you're interviewing for one role, but you were so bold in that interview to say, you know, here's what, here's what I want to do within the next three to five years. And he continued to tell me, well, you know, and I always thought if I don't get this particular role, there are other roles within the organization, but within 18 months, I'm looking at what I want to do next. And at the time it sounded so quick to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I think as women, sometimes we feel like we have to know every facet of a role. We have to know that role inside, outside, and do everyone's job around 10 times better. And that can sometimes be very limiting because if this person is telling me in 18 months, he is looking at what is next. I to me, that was that's something I thought about more like three years down the line, two, three years down, because I'm still trying to absorb all of the facets of a role. That was really enlightening to me because I thought your goal in a role is really to just understand that role and the the, the pieces that touch it. But he thought of it in a different way. Yes, you're understanding the pieces, pieces that touch it, but you're not trying to be so invested in just that role that you don't see what else is out there and you're not properly planning for yourself. And you're not communicating that. And that's the, the, the bold nature of just saying, you know what, in three years, I want to be CEO as you're interviewing for an entirely different role was so yeah. bold that I thought, you know what, he just he just put it out there. He just put yeah. it out there and he yeah. just said what he wanted. That to me was was, was some of the, the nuggets I took from my conversation with him that still stick with me. Say what you want. Even if it's not exactly what you're going after, it, it's a matter of figuring out what you want, but also putting it out there yeah. and and not thinking you have to know every single thing before you move on. You know, it, it, that's that can be limiting in itself. That's really very interesting. I saw a statistic about this. I don't remember exactly what the number was, but effectively it was something like when women apply for jobs, they look to see if they match with 90% of the criteria for the role. And when a man looks at the, the job description, if he gets 40 to 50%, he thinks he's qualified for it. This is something I talk about a lot. Our drive for perfection sometimes can really paralyze ourselves because we have our heads down so much just trying to get it all done and get it all right 
that all of the opportunities are just simply passing by us, right? Because we're just yes. trying to be so perfect and, and so correct. Let's see, we have, let me just stop a moment because we have some comments in the chat. Yeah, Heather, I'm completely with you on this. Sometimes as women, we think we have to know everything about the role and do everything 10 times better. You know, from your mouth to God's ears, Heather, you, that is absolutely right. But, it, you know, I think part of the battle there is recognizing it, right? And understanding when we're doing that to ourselves and sort of putting the brakes on. And I think this is another, another value of having a real trusted circle of, of friends and, and colleagues who can also check you on this because sometimes we're so close to it that we don't even realize what we're doing. But if you have a trusted colleague or if that could even be a mentor or even a sponsor to just sort of open up your eyes and say, you got to get your head out of the weeds and you, you need to, you know, put it out in the universe, what it is that you want, because nobody's going to figure it out and no one's going to say, oh, she's working so hard. Here's the next job for her. Very true, Sharon. And it, in related to Heather's comment, we have another comment, um, very, very related, but a, a different outcome. When I gave a projection year of where I want to be for promotion, I was punished. Uh, but you know what? You should still put it out there because if you're punished for saying what you want to do next, at least at least you, you, you've been told something. You're in the wrong place. Yeah. You're working for the wrong person and you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Because what happens is if you don't put it out there, and you don't pick your head up, then when those opportunities pass you by, what happens is people say, well, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know you wanted that particular opportunity. You never said anything. Yeah. So sometimes it's one of those situations where you're gonna have to use your best judgment. You're gonna have to use that introspection again, and then you're gonna have to take a chance. But in all of that, you're gonna learn. And in some sense, you learn that yes, Oh, you know what? I didn't realize you wanted that opportunity. Let's figure out how to get you to that next that next level or that punishment piece. Now you figured out you're in the wrong spot. Either working for the wrong person or working for the wrong organization. Um, I, and I have a personal example as well. This was a time when I was working for a big IT company and there was a an EMEA level leadership job and I wanted it. And when I threw my name in the hat, I was told, oh, we didn't think you wanted to do that because you have a young child at home. You know, so people were, you know, making assumptions about how I was going to manage my life just because I had a little one at home. And actually, I had a whole support system. So I was able to do it. But if I hadn't said anything, no one would have ever known. You know, people project their ideas on what it means to be a woman taking care of children and taking care of parents or having young children at home. And it's our responsibility to set the record straight on what it is that we want to go after and what we want to do. Tell me, did balancing your own insights with external opinions, you know, how do you do that? Because not everything you hear is in alignment with what you want to do, right? So, so how do you balance that? How I balance it is just being careful in who I take advice from. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you, you want to seek advice from many different perspectives. I love to seek advice from people that don't look anything like me, people that not the same gender, not the same race, not, you know, not the same career path, even not the same level in their career. I think seeking and seeking not necessarily advice, but seeking insight, because sometimes it's very different. You don't seek advice from everyone. 
insight you can get from conversations with many different types of people. Right. But this is where understanding what you're looking for. That will help you figure out what to keep and what to discard. Because not, not all advice is good advice. And at the end of the day, when people speak to you from their fears, you should always try to recognize that when they're giving you all, all the examples are bad examples. All their examples are around, well, I tried that and it didn't work for me. Oh, you can try it. They're speaking to you from their fears. Yeah. But when you have those people that are saying, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Then those are those are the, 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 the moments that your mind opens. And then you can now research that and see if that does resonate with you. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things I love to seek insight from many different people, but I don't take advice from everyone. Yeah. You know, being careful, who do you take actual advice from? And just making sure that they're not projecting their fears onto you. And I, I always think back to when I was a teacher and I thought about getting out of the field. I mean, everybody that I spoke to thought that, you know, they gave me the, well, teaching is a very stable job. You'll always have a job if you're a teacher. Teachers are so needed. Great. But I'm trying to figure out where I want to go next. I understand all of that. But again, they were speaking to me from their fears of yeah. what would happen if I left the field. Yeah. You know, so so for me, I was already determined. I just didn't know where I was going to go or what I was going to do. So I was able to, to take some pieces and leave some pieces. And it was actually a fellow teacher who, when I spoke to her about leaving the field, and then she gave me some, what have you thought about? And maybe take a, maybe take a class and see if you like it. You know, take a class in IT, see if you like it. And that really is what opened the door for me. Because when I took that class, it turns out like this IT thing. This is yeah. this is actually cooler than I thought. And then I took another class and then another class. And then I just kept going with it and always noting how I felt each time I learned something more. So that's how I knew I was in the right direction. But really just making sure that people aren't talking to you from their fears. Yeah. Because that can limit your growth if you're not really understanding what you're looking for. But seeking counsel from a variety of different people. You know, my white male mentor taught me a lot in a few conversations because I realized, wow, we think so differently. Mm-hmm. And it's just at the end of the day, our, our backgrounds are different. Our reception in the world is different. The, the way we think about things ended up being very differently. But we, we had the similarity of we're both very career driven by how he went about it and how I was going about it. I I saw things there that I thought, I've got to incorporate that a little bit more and play down some other things that are limiting me. So this is this is how I use external perspective is to really help shape where I feel like I want to go. And I may not be sure. And you take advice that, that you feel resonates and then you leave the rest. Thanks for sharing that. So what advice would you give to your younger self? regarding seeking external perspectives and using introspection for your career advancement? To my younger self, it it really is about seeking perspectives from people that are different from you. It really, it really is because I feel like you can talk with people. It feels like an echo chamber. You know, they're singing the same theme song you're singing. You're, you are resonating with each other's stories and there's a place for that. And that's great. You know, that's what helps validate your experience in the world. But sometimes you need you need more than that. You need to not just be in your echo chamber. You need to not just be validating your experience. 
it really is about figuring out how other people think and seeing if there's something there that you can work with. I think in my, in my younger days, you see counsel from family, you see counsel from friends, people that you know, but there's a world of people out there that are willing to give advice. So sometimes it really is joining that extra group or, you know, being part of an organization that you thought, okay, well, you know, I'm not really sure about this, but it's doing those things that help broaden your perspectives, that help you grow. Because if you just stay within your circle, then it really is a limiting experience for you. And I, I think doing that more is what's helped me quite a bit. I, I love being part of different organizations where you can meet people from all over and then figuring out those things that you just don't know. Well, you know, the time went very quickly and we're really at the top of the of the session here. So first off, Stacey, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate the words of wisdom that you've shared with me and with my listeners. For those of you who are here with us live and for those of you who um, might be listening to the uh, replay, feel free to connect with both Stacey and I on LinkedIn you can listen to my podcast. You can find that on, on Apple, on Spotify, or directly on my website. And on my website, I have a free guide for anybody who's interested, which is four steps to gain control over your career. And you can download that for free as well. So thank you, everybody, for listening and look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks again, Stacy. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks for listening today. This is your time. Give yourself permission to reclaim what's important to you and be who you want to be. If you're getting value from this podcast, please subscribe, share it, or write a review. And connect with me on livingwhileleading.com or on LinkedIn. And don't forget to tune in next week. <music>